Knowledge and exploration, the life's blood of the Federation. Our mission, to explore uncharted space, to serve as ambassadors to new life forms and new civilizations, to unlock the secrets of the universe around us. Hello and welcome to the Ready Room, the Treks and Sci-Fi Microcast. I'm Kenny, I'm the Captain, and I play Nathan Quinn. And I'm Rick Moyer, and I play Counselor Margon. He's a bullying counselor on the ship, and I also play Jadan, who is a bartender. Today we have a special guest host. Jen couldn't make it, so we asked our good friend, Rick Moyer, who you guys know as uh, the fatherly half of the Father and Son Review. That's right. <laughs> he, Moyer 777. That's right. He agreed to join us today, so uh, thanks for joining us, Rick. Thank you, Kenny. I, I, I miss Jen already, but what a what a cool thing to be able to do. Thank you for yeah. inviting me. No problem. I appreciate you doing it. Thanks. Well, on the show today, we can expect some great things. We're going to talk about the story so far, where we're at in this wonderful and exciting story that's going on. Uh, we're going to have RPG Protocol today talking about how mods can help us. You think meds help you? Mods help you more. <laughs> And we also have a dramatization by Jen today, then some final thoughts, and we're out of here. Here's the story so far. All right, so for the story so far, uh, there's been quite a bit happening. We right. Quinn, Quinn actually uh, sent out a request to all his fellow Tiberius crew members. Which was a brilliant idea because I thought, well, you're going to be writing for years if you're going to go to each one of them. So. Oh, I know. Yeah, but I, I, we still have the newbies, and I do have to do, do that for all the newbies. But there's only like four or five of them. So I'm like, okay, I can handle yeah. that. But yeah, it was much easier just to do a mass email, a mass communique to everybody telling them I got another ship. We haven't yeah. introduced the ship yet. That will probably happen either – well, by the time this podcast comes out, it may be already introduced. Yeah, because the big mystery now is do we get the Tiberius, but then we kind of find out that we don't. Yeah, and we're not getting so, Tiberius. Yeah. So now it's like, is it the Intrepid? Is it the Katana? There's, what is it? Right, I think there's like, what, three more classes of ships up in that shipyard. In the shipyard, yeah. So I, we know it's much smaller than the Tiberius because Quinn mm -hmm. has said that. Joe's, um, Joe's character just got done watching a cricket game. I thought that was right. kind of fun. But that's right. He's who, a... who is this mysterious cloaked figure in the shadows? That's what I want to know. Mm, more, yeah, more to find out about that. Yeah, very, very fun. Yeah. Um, we also have Margon. Margon and Jadon have been... Mm -hmm. What's up with Jadon? He's a little shady. Yeah, he is a little shady. I don't know what's going on. Your last post had him... Had Barkley come into Margon and saying, you know, someone tried yeah. to tap in, and you're like, well, the only three of us know, and I'm like, obviously it's Jadon. What's yeah, he doing? Right. Well, Margon is gonna, you know, he's gonna confront him, but we're gonna find out something's, something's going, going on. on. Here. It's not, yeah. I guess, well, I guess you're gonna have to read to find he's out what happens. He's pretending Brecht is still alive, which I don't know if that's a good thing. I, I don't know either. So All we're right, gonna to, we're gonna have to find out. <laughs> but, right. but Margon does get the call from Quinn, and so yeah. does several. Yeah, uh, she gets the call as well. And, of course, I'm assuming that uh, when I get the communique that Jadan's coming with me Yes. Uh, as far as Margan is concerned. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he does. We'll see. Yeah. And I know Savril, I have to actually – Quinn, I, I didn't send her the communique because I wanted to actually personally go to her. Right. I noticed that. That was kind of cool. Yeah. And I, I think want, that's, a, that's a nice personal touch. Yeah. I think that's great. And actually, you know, uh, Savril and, and Eric had a really great storyline this past few days. Yeah, where they, wasn't that just awesome? That was so good with T'Pol from Enterprise. 
I know that I was, was like, wonderful. And then they brought Elizabeth back because you know Eric had this mysterious child at the beginning of six. And we're like, who Maybe is Beth. this child? Yeah. yeah well, I, and you're like, oh wait a minute, it's Elizabeth. It's, it's Elizabeth, Tucker so and Paul's kid who was cloned in that one episode and died. That was fantastic. And they fixed the genetic uh, problems, and so now she lives on. And, and yeah. I thought that was a great time. That was really cool. It, it was really good. I thought Shin, the yes. character, uh-huh. is is freaking out over uh, Vulcan eating a carrot. I thought that was an interesting <laughs> section. But then goes on to one of the most descriptive weird things I've ever seen in an RPG of Star Trek is where he eats triples. And I thought, wow, that's different. Oh, yeah, she's the triple eater. Yeah. Did I say he? I didn't mean to say Yeah. That. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of gross. Little fuzzy little things. Wouldn't they get, like, stuck in your teeth? Yeah, but like she said, you need to eat, like, 20 of them to get full. <laughs> I mean, come on. No, yeah, she actually, you know, she started off very violent and, and uncontrolled, and she's actually come a long ways. She has, when she's getting those she's, disciplines. Yeah, she's definitely shaping up. She's learning to control her anger. She well, reminds she, me of, like, the Klingon, you know, back yes. in the... They were just angry and... Just, well, and, and literally, she's becoming ship-shaped, because if she gets on the ship, she's not going to be able to go eat everything. You're right. Sees. That's right. That's right. So, uh, yeah, they're doing... Patience Weed Hopper. <laughs> Snatched uh, a pebble from my hand. Yeah. <laughs> I, I noticed that Eric is, got a call to work with Quinn. He's got a big smile on his face. Oh, yeah. Eric is patience. actually... Eric, yeah, has he decided to do it? Because I know several of the characters, like, surreal, because, you know, she's like... Do I yeah. do it? Do I not? Do I not do it? Yeah, I, and I noticed that. And same thing with um, Katan. Cause yeah, her, leaving his hanging. His, oh, and how do you like? Did you, have you enjoyed Katan's stuff? Oh yeah. I mean, he's he's got um, his he has his long lost brother yes. on the bird of prey. He goes to visit him and he gets fresh gawk. That's good. Okay, and he uh, offered him a position. Yeah. Now so Katan's like, what's like, do do I go now? with Quinn? Do I go with my family? You know. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. But some of these people are, are questioning. I'm like. Quinn automatically assumed, well, of course, they're all going to want to come back. I mean, why you not? You just never know. But you never more know. more tense, tense uh, yeah. suspension here. You now. never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Very, very fun. And then uh, I noticed that um, an interesting subplot going on with, with Severell at the at the Academy. Mm-hmm. And how, and how right. her, her ex, uh, whatever, to be promised to her, is plotting to get her fired. Yes. And that he's probably whole... fired. He's probably he's getting her like disbanded from Vulcan. Yeah, and you know what's the deal? These Vulcan people are supposed to be so logical, and here they are being like ruthless. I know. It's like ooh, evil, evil Vulcans. <laughs> well, there are those bad Vulcans. They're the ones that you know, true. initiated the whole virus thing. Yeah, that's right. But, so, I mean, in their mind, it's logical and it's the correct thing to do. Sure. You know, they don't see themselves as being evil. Well, they're xenophobes. Is their problem? They don't yeah. like aliens. So. That's true. That's their, pro- but several's not an alien, but kind of. Yeah, know. yeah. She she works with them. Yeah, so, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and uh, let's see what else is going on. Did, have- did you did you enjoy the part where Catan describes the Klingon uh, transporter effect? Oh yeah, that was really cool because yeah. you know how often do you get that? I mean, maybe in like TNG. Remember when we we uh, saw Barkley in that one episode? Where, oh yeah, that's right. Where that. Little. The weird things were in the transporters, the yeah. microbes or whatever they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the people from the other They're ship. They're actually people. Yeah. But yeah. in this one, he describes the feeling of being transported by a Klingon transporter beam, which was just really cool. I just yeah. really liked that. I thought that was a really neat touch. And... Very cool details. Yeah. What great – he's a great writer. Oh, is that what is that Eric? Yes. That's why. It is Ray. It's Eric. Okay. I thought so because he's, he's got – he's the guy that wrote the airlock scene that was just 
oh, yeah. out of this world. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely a really good writer uh, of one of our. Uh, yeah. yeah, he does he does uh, a great uh, job, and then he he's getting that the nickname from his brother, uh, Little Claw, but it's supposed to be Young <laughs> Young Claw. I thought yeah, that was funny. That was I good. Thought that was great. Uh, oh, Peterson, he's been doing really well. With his oh, yeah, marriage. the doctor. Yeah, yeah he's, his fun. character is really... I, oh. I love all the background of his character. Yeah. And we need to talk about the wedding. We never talked yeah. about the wedding. Oh, that's right. And that was so fun. That was cool. That's right. You you helped with that, didn't you? Yeah, I had a fun time with that. That's we, right. I, I got a hold of um, Iceman, and he's the guy that writes... Uh, for Peterson and said, "Hey, let's talk about the wedding." And I want to, you know, he said, "Well, you, I want you to be the best man." So we put together a thing, and then uh, we they got him married. It was great. I think Quinn married him. It was great. Yeah, that was very. I cool. thought that'd be fun to do a Starfleet wedding there because, uh, and of course, with uh, uh, Myella being of the uh, um, uh, little, what is is she Irish? I think. Yes, I think she's Irish. Yeah. yeah. So we had that cool music at the wedding and. Yeah, Man- manly yes, but I like it too. <laughs> and now, yeah. and now the latest post was so good from Iceman. Uh, here he is, getting dinner, a whole turkey dinner ready. Oh yeah, to share with uh, his wife and her parents. He's not sure how they're going to take it. Yeah, because they're going to lose their daughter out to deep space on the. Yeah, the and they don't know how long or. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Very, very uh, interesting. Who do we have? Oh, Karath. Karath uh, seems to be gung ho for joining the the new crew. Was it the way he said he was? Oh, he was. Didn't, it, didn't he? Didn't he uh, message you and say, "Kapla"? Oh, yeah. It was like instant. He didn't even have to question it. He knew <laughs> where he wanted to be, what he wanted to do, and he was, was com- so cool. He was coming back regardless. That was and that was a great post. I really, yeah, I enjoyed the nice little short post of. Oh yeah, me you know, too. Saying yes, yes, that was that really was very, very cool. And um, let me see who else. I'm just kind of going through the list of characters that we have. We have what about really? Shepard is writing? Shepard, uh, yes. Char- he's doing he's writing the character David. Yes. He's just now finishing up his his time at uh, Starfleet. And yeah. He has and, but he has test. It, the, the psych test. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I, that was from Coming of Age in TNG. Remember yeah. that when, yeah. when uh, Wesley had to face Wesley. his fears? He goes to Worf and he says, um, you know – He's been in the holodeck trying to conjure up all these things to scare him, and he says, yeah. and War says, "Do those things scare you?" <laughs> and, and he looks at the Klingon. And he says, "Well, d- are you ever afraid, Mister War?" And he said, "Only a fool never fears." Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, so that he's, he's bringing he's, the psych yeah, test. David back. David Reese is is about to take his psych test, and his his biggest fear is the fear of tight spaces. So we know that it's coming soon. Yeah, but we don't know what's going to happen. Well, no, what is this yet? It should be very good. At least he's not stealing rocks. That's good. <laughs> that's right. Oh, and we have Ensign Taran Reina. But that's, that's right. He's involved with uh, uh, Savril right now on the that's planet, right. on the Vulcan. Because right. his yeah. dad is helping Savril. Because uh, he is also part of that, uh, the group, you know, or the anti-group, I guess, against... Conspiracy. Yeah. So or whatever we call it, we don't know what to call it. <laughs> but it yeah. is cool. The, the richness of this season is really good. The writing's really good. And, oh, uh, and yeah, definitely. The story so far is very entertaining and keeps you right on the edge of your seat. And who would have thought that with backstories and stuff? But it really does. It, oh, I think that's of, what I love about Shore Leave is because you always get you can delve into your backstories. Because normally when you're on the ship, something is happening and something is and going yeah. easy, and that's all you're dealing with right now is just yeah, you're what, concentrated on yeah. one area. Here you get to a myriad of things. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not everyone is staying in the same timeline. Like with uh, 
uh, Omra's stuff, he's right. he's writing stuff that happened, you know, six months ago to now. Right. You know, and same thing with Peterson. He yeah. backlashed to his wedding. Right. You know, which happened a while ago. So right. it's not like you're in a timeline where you have to stay in a certain. You can do these flashbacks and well, and even, yeah, even happen. the big. Even the beginning post of the season, um, when Jan wrote from Sabrils in the very first day, yeah, and it was really cool. But everybody was talking about past things and then bringing them up to the future, and, and yeah, it was, but it wasn't confusing. I think everybody did a great job at oh, making I think you realize where we were at. Yeah, it was definitely great, and uh, yeah. we have big stuff coming. Uh, the next week, we should be introducing the ship. Uh, we should be building our crew back up again. Very cool. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to finally getting back on the ship. Well, I know Mr. Mouse is really looking forward to Margon's cat. He, he right. really wants to get out in deep space and do some <laughs> – my favorite uh, post from last season was when, when I had the cat floating through uh, – anti when the gravity oh, was yes. on and, the, and the cat was floating end over hand. I yeah, what you need to do is you need to do a post in a previous RPG of mine. Someone did a post of her cat's perspective running around the ship. Oh, that's so funny. It was the most – it was the coolest post we've ever read. I mean it was just oh, – it was all through his eyes. So it was his mind thinking, that person kind of looks funky. Why is he blue? Yeah. Why is he, you know, and then yeah. running through corridors and people kind of catch – it was just – it was the coolest post. Oh, that's and awesome. Mr. Mouse seems like he'd be that type of character that can actually yeah. – Yeah, you know. He's been around. He's seen it all, man. Yeah, he has. Can you imagine all the information Mr. Mouse has in his head from all those counseling visits? Oh, I know. Can you imagine? Tell that, you. Yeah. So, anyways, that is the story so far. Cool. RPG Protocol. For today's RPG Protocol, we want to talk about a few things. First of all, we want to talk about mod. What was I calling that? Mod? How mods can help you. There we go. How mods can help you. Say um, no to meds and yes to mods. <laughs> And, of course, we're talking about RPG moderators, which would be uh, myself, uh, Star Trek Fanatic 5, and Jen. It's just that we took on this position to actually help you guys. So don't feel like you're, you're burdening us or you're pestering us or, you know. So this has worked actually quite well over the seasons. And, and the way – from a player standpoint, since I'm not a moderator – there have been times when I thought, well, I wonder if this idea would work, or if I'm thinking about this, or how does this character interacts with that, and I'll just quickly put off a PM to one of you guys and say, yeah. well, what do you think? Or um, maybe I'm stuck with a character. How are we going to get this to this? And I just, you know, I don't know the whole. I mean, I know the whole story, but yeah, I don't see the bigger picture. You yeah. guys do, and so that's that's very helpful. And I think anybody, you know, anybody that's playing the game should really take advantage of the moderators because uh, that's what you're there for yes definitely and yeah and you're not pestering us i mean yes we all have busy lives and you know it, it's take, may take us a day to get back to you but we will get back to you um we also appreciate when you pm both of us because sometimes jen and i will be talking and she'll say oh so and so did you get that pm about that what you what do you think and i'm like I have no idea what you're talking about. I never got the PM. Right. So try to, you know, and we don't know if you guys PM us separately or, you know, just easier if you just PM both of us with your issue, your problem, your question, and one of us will answer it. Um, and you can do it as many times as you like because it's just email. It doesn't interrupt our day. Well, when, cool. we, when we have time, we just sit down, we go through, and we'll just read, you know, what the issues are. 
you know, I think one of the ways to explain what a moderator does, and for, for those people listening and, and are part of the game, if you've, ever, if you've ever been involved in theater or if you've been involved in television production or radio or anything like that, there's always a director. And th those people are the ones that are responsible for making sure that the, the story goes together and the, the thing works, everything works. Mm -hmm. um, and that's exactly what a moderator is. It's like a director. And so like of a play or something. And yeah, I think that works. You know, when you think about it that way, then it's like, boy, I've been involved in a lot of plays and stuff like that. And I'll go to the director and say, now, what are you thinking about this? Or how yeah. do you think I should try this? Yeah. And it's just a, it's a great little like guidance thing. Yeah. To have somebody that's watching over the whole story as it's being crafted. Yeah. And that's really what you guys do. And I think yeah. that's a, a very and we're, important you know, thing. What, we're not trying to be dictators. You know, no, I, well, yeah, I, mean, I, I haven't you know, that so often. Most of the, you know, we do send out PMs and we're normally correcting somebody or we're normally doing this. And all we're doing is, like you said, we're trying to direct everything so it all makes sense. So right. everybody's having fun. So, so the story flows much better. Well, quite honestly, without moderators, it would be just a free-for-all and it wouldn't be fun to read. Oh, it would be crazy. I've yeah. been in RPG games before without moderators and, yeah. So you might as well call it schizophrenia. Everybody <laughs> develops super telekinetic powers and yeah, yeah. yeah the stories <laughs> just become it becomes more superhero-ish than Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. But uh, great. And then uh, what else did we want to talk about, Rick? Well, you know, I th I was listening to the Ready Room from last week and I thought it was really excellent. And one of the points made from you guys was talking about the length of the posts. Oh, yeah. and all, we, we really enjoy writing and stuff like that. But I've noticed, you know, if, if people will look at the way that I write, I try to do short encapsulated type of things. And what I'll do is I'll, I'll open up my Word document and I'll write this story and then I'll chop it into three or four parts. And the reason I do that is because I'm, I live a really busy life. And, and when I go to check out the RPG, I want to be able to read through and get a, and enjoy the story. If it's really, really long... I, I tend to skim through it, and, mm -hmm. and then I don't get the total nuance of what I'm supposed to be you know, getting. Yeah. And I'll go back and I'll read later, but, but that, I, I like to enjoy the story. and it is, It'd be like going in and, and uh, only eating a few things off the plate when you really want to taste everything that's there. So it's, it's very, very important to, um, uh, to make it a little bit shorter so that we can all really get some enjoyment out of that. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I agree with you on the same way. I have to skim during the week, and then I take a weekend and... Go back and reread the extra long post. Yeah. Um, it's and it, it's it's very much you know it's easy. It actually helps you guys because we are asking for at least a one post a day quota. Yeah, at least the characters of our story. Yeah, um, well, you know, that, you know, you a recommendation. Of, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, sit down on the weekend when you, or whenever you have time. Yeah, and write your write a nice long story and chop it up into different parts. And boy, there you go. You got your, stuff your done whole for the week, week, whole week story all stronger together. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think that's – or just, you know, make more condensed stories. Right, right. And, and I don't want to stop anybody from really expressing themselves in writing. Oh, yeah. That's not what I'm, what I'm saying. But, yeah. Uh, but I just say for the for the, for the the casual – well, not – I guess I'm a little more than a casual yeah, player of it. But but for the for the average person, it, it's difficult to read really long posts. Yeah. Today for our Post of the Week. We have a special dramatization. Savril unpacked her belongings before activating Dennis, the hologram that David had programmed to watch and protect their children as she worked. The tall, stout replica of her husband appeared in an instant. Hiya, he said cheerfully as he towered over her. He watched as her eyes moved to the top of his head. His blonde hair looked as though he had been sleeping prior to his activation. Oh, 
he said with an embarrassed chuckle, then proceeded to run his fingers through the mess to brush it out. She watched as he rubbed the sleep from his blue eyes and smoothed his black jumpsuit. I want you to change your appearance, she said after he finished his hurried grooming. You can do that, can you not? she asked. Her meeting with Arya had prompted her to request this of the holographic duplicate of her husband. Dennis blinked in confusion. Yes, I can, but I've been programmed to blend into any crowd. No self-respecting Section 31 geek would leave that capability out of their programming. He smiled as the children chased each other around the room, using his legs as a barrier. Please alter your default appearance. I do not want you to look like my husband, she said as she put away her bag in the alcove within her bedroom. Dennis raised his eyebrows and called out from the living space in the center of her quarters. Okay? Why? The Vulcan re-entered the area where Dennis stood dumbfounded and replied, There is only one David Locke, and I do not want the children to be confused by your resemblance to him. But David wanted the children to remember what he looks like. If I change my default appearance, I will not be implementing all of his objectives for me. We have holovids and photos to remind ourselves of him. She moved back into her room and closed the door. Dennis walked over to a chair in the center of the living space and plopped down in it. As she changed in the other room, she suggested alternate forms he could take. A Salot was one of her suggestions. He rolled his eyes at the thought. I want to be able to move about the ship at some point. Wouldn't it be conspicuous for a Salot to saunter into Five Ford and order a drink? He laughed at his own joke and put his feet up on the table. Savril came back into the room as she finished putting up her hair. You cannot leave my quarters anyway, she replied as she pushed his feet off the table and straightened her uniform jacket. Dennis frowned, folded his hands in his lap, and began twirling his thumbs in frustration. I checked the ship's computers and found that they plan to install hollow emitters all over Tiberius. There's another hologram aboard, and I want the same privileges they have. Your existence was a detail Section 31 conveniently forgot to relate to the captain. He will not be happy to know that you were present on this vessel, and I have not yet found the proper way to inform him of that. Savril sighed quietly. There are several things I must tell him, and you are at the bottom of that list. When Savril left, Dennis examined his reflection in the floor-length mirror within Savril's empty quarters. The hologram that David had designed to watch over his family looked exactly like his creator, something Savril had a problem with. She was concerned that the children would be confused by his resemblance to their father, and subsequently requested that Dennis create a new, default appearance for himself. Computer. Alter form to reflect a Ferengi male. Immediately, the chiseled features of the blonde-haired, blue-eyed Terran were replaced by a snaggletooth, big-eared Ferengi. Dennis lifted his chin and turned his head from side to side to view his new appearance. A razor-sharp smile spread across his face, and after a minute, he shook his head disapprovingly. No. No. It's just not me. But it would be great to see her reaction. Serves her right for asking me to change my appearance. He blinked at his reflection a few more times before requesting another alteration. Computer. Modify appearance to reflect a Borg male. Again, his image evolved to imitate a pasty-faced, bald cyborg with two bionic implants jutting from his eye sockets. Red beams of light reflected in the mirror, striking him in the face. He turned away from the mirror as the paired crimson beams moved around the room, highlighting furnishings and bouncing off the viewports. He reached up to feel his face with a metal pincher, striking his eye implants hard. 
After howling in pain, he exclaimed in an electronic voice, We hate disappearance. Computer, change us back to our original visage. Right away, his image morphed into a tall human male. Thinking for a moment, he stood before the mirror and finally said, Add a goatee. Upon his face appeared a thick growth of hair, starting just below his nose and ending at his chin. He considered his reflection for a minute before adding, Change hair color to brown. The computer responded and his hair darkened to a light brown. Now we're getting somewhere, he said. Change eye color to green. Now give me a strong jawline. No, that's too much. Reduce. That's better. Now increase the thickness of my eyebrows. Great. Now I have a unibrow. Subtract hair between my eyes. He moved in closer to examine the handiwork in the mirror and smiled. Make me taller. Specify parameters, replied the computer. Okay, mmm. Make me seven feet tall. Instantaneously, his height increased by six inches. Once he stopped growing, Dennis walked slowly around the room to try out his new stature. After trying out his size, he realized he would have to duck to clear door frames. Nah. Uh, on second thought, make me six feet seven inches tall. He shrank three inches. Yeah, that's good. Now increase musculature, but not too much. I don't want to look like a freak show. Dennis watched as his biceps increased to twice their original size, and the thickness of his neck and pectorals doubled as well. Great! He glanced down at his legs. But we forgot my legs. I look like a chicken. Increase the size of my calf and thigh muscles. Excellent. Dennis flexed his muscles, changing position often and squeezing them to obtain the optimum effect. After a few minutes of admiring his own physique, he made another request. Deepen my voice to a baritone. The next time he spoke, his voice was several octaves lower. Now add some gravel to it. Make me sound edgy. He tested out his new voice. You looking at me? He smiled smugly at himself and sat at Savril's personal desk. Accessing the computer, he began to check on the progress made towards equipping the ship with hollow emitters. He leaned back in his chair and placed his hands behind his head as his bearded face stretched into a handsome new smile. Here are today's final thoughts. Hey everybody, for our final thoughts, we have several of them, and here we go. Uh, do we have several? I don't know about that. Well, we might, like three. We probably have <laughs> three. three final okay. thoughts. We'll stretch it. We'll, maybe, we'll try to do three final thoughts. Talk really slow. <laughs> there we go. No, I guess for, for my final thoughts, I just want to encourage people listening to um, go check out. If you haven't checked out the story, maybe you've sat through this and go, what in the world are these guys talking about? <laughs> um, go check it out. Go to www.treksandsci-fi.com and then uh, click down on the um, the... The, uh, link? Yeah, the, the, it goes right on the forum link, and then you, you click right over to the story so far of, of Season 6, and it's awesome. Oh, yeah. Just read through it and enjoy it. But I just really want to encourage people listening uh, to, if you're already writing, you know, take some of the ideas and, and go for it. Or if you're not writing, now is the time to start getting your character in there because we're going to start, we're going to be on a new ship, and it would be really fun to have you along. Not hard. There you go. You just, yeah. you took all my final thoughts. Oh, goodness sakes, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to <laughs> hog up all the final thoughts time. Jen, where are you when we need you? <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty much it. I mean, just, you know, and you don't, you know, we're just about to jump onto a new ship. And if you think this is something you want to do, definitely check it out. And there is no perfect time to start. I mean, you can join us whenever. We will find some ingenious way of bringing you onto the ship. 
midway if we have to. That's um, right. After all, Spock did remember. Um, he he showed up later on in the motion picture. So come on. Yeah, it's you easy enough. We pick you up on some planet or some ship or sure, sure. somehow, or you can have always been there in the background and yeah. and then. I suddenly... have another final thought. Okay, good. Go for it. I just wanted my my final thought is how cool is it that you and Jen and Rico have allowed us to have this type of forum and I just want to say thank you to you guys because and you can send me 20 bucks later <laughs> but, but but seriously I think it's really really a neat outlet and it's fun it's creative and I just I'm, I appreciate all your hard work because I know it takes a lot more than most people realize oh thank you yeah we really thanks. we really really thank you we really enjoy doing this it's actually something Jen and I really look forward to every week it's like oh are we ready Saturday we can't wait to record and yeah it's a lot of fun the RPG is fun to do also yeah obviously I mean, if we didn't have the RPG, we wouldn't have the podcast, but I know it's chicken it, without you know which came first, the chicken or the egg. That's right, yeah, that's right. The podcast or the ready room? <laughs> but yeah, we. I mean, <laughs> RPG or the ready room? <laughs> Boy, I can't even get that straight. So great, yeah. So um, I, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know today, especially since it's the day before Easter, is yes, I have a busy day tomorrow, busy, busy weekend, and yes. and I really appreciate yeah. you taking the time and helping us out. No problem. Anytime, Kenny. Uh, I do look forward to Jen coming back, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully, yeah, I don't know if she'll be back for the next one, but she will definitely be back after that. Great. So uh, this is Kenny. And this is Rick. You can say it. I can say it? Head. <laughs> what do I say? Hailing frequencies closed. How many times have you listened to this show? I've listened to it every time. Let's try that again. Should we try that again? Let's do that All right. Again. All right. Okay. <clears throat> this is Kenny. And this is Rick. Hailing frequencies closed. All right, there you go.